Good morning. Uh, welcome to the devotion today. I'm excited to share a word with you about forgiveness. Um, it's just what I felt in my heart in the last while is the power of the gospel, the power of hearing the message that you are forgiven. So for a, for a while now, I've been, especially when I speak about healing, I would say that um, two of the foundational uh, things that we need to know uh, when it comes to healing is firstly that God is good, so that is not causing us to be sick or allowing us to be sick uh, in order to teach us, but that His heart really is for us to have life and life in abundance. So that is one truth that we need to know in order to just minister healing and receive healing from God. And then another truth um, that I emphasize is that we need to hear um, the message that says that our sins are forgiven. So that message carries power in itself to uh, minister salvation to our bodies and to our souls. And now forgiveness, um, you can look at it twofold. The one is um, if you've never received forgiveness, you do need to at some point in your life give your life to Jesus and receive his salvation. Okay, so Jesus on the cross, it's like he proposed and he says, will you marry me? But he is love, and so he honors free will, and he gives us the right to choose. So we can choose the dominion of darkness, which everyone is just born into because of Adam's sin, or we can choose um, the kingdom of Jesus, the kingdom of uh, light. And so we have that choice. So what is amazing is for everyone, um, the forgiveness was paid for on the cross. But now, um, Sunday was Valentine's Day, and... Um, it's interesting, like, I can go to the shop for Valentine's Day just, just for you because you are, you are loved. And I can go and buy the best cell phone. I can pay everything. I can pay it off. Uh, and I can come and I want to give it to you. But if you do not receive it, it is like it's not yours. And that is the way that um, forgiveness works. Um, Jesus paid for the forgiveness on the cross but we still need to receive it, otherwise it doesn't benefit us. Okay, but now that's the one side of it. So um, while you listen to this message, if you haven't given your life to Jesus, uh, at least think about it while I'm sharing this message. I'm going to give you the opportunity at the end. Uh, but the other side of this is if you've already received that forgiveness, so you've been born again, the Spirit of God lives inside of you, you've been washed clean by the blood of Jesus, um, but now daily, we need to continually hear the word of forgiveness. We need to continually hear the message of what Jesus did for us on the cross so that we can have boldness to approach God and so that we can live with a conscience that is not accusing us. So we're not accusing ourselves. So um, this is... Yeah, this is, this is what the message is about, the power that is released into our lives when we hear the message of forgiveness. So the first verse that I have, a few verses, is Psalms 103, verse 1. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not one of all his benefits, who forgives every one of all your iniquities. He heals each one of all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and corruption, who beautifies, dignifies, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. 
Okay, so this is the heart of God towards us. He says he forgives everyone of all your iniquities. He heals everyone of all your diseases. So that just links with um, having that revelation of God's heart to heal, but then also his heart to um, forgive. Um, God's heart towards us is forgiveness. So he doesn't want us to live in shame and accusation. Now, if we speak about the, the power of forgiveness, I want to go to Romans 1, verse 16. This is what Paul said. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, good news of Christ, for it is God's power working unto salvation for deliverance from eternal death to everyone who believes with a personal trust and confident surrender and firm reliance to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in the gospel, a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed, both springing from faith and leading to faith. As it is written, the man who through faith is just and upright shall live and shall live by faith. Okay, so um, the gospel is the power of salvation. Now it says here in the brackets, uh, for deliverance from eternal death, but that is sort of the way they interpreted it. That is one part of it, but it is also salvation um, to our souls and to our bodies. So when we hear the message of life and the forgiveness of sins, what it does is it brings a release in our consciences, and the power of God accompany, accompanies the message. And life is released to us. We see in verse 17, for in the gospel, a righteousness which God ascribes is revealed. So it's not a righteousness that we try to earn or deserve. It's a righteousness that we receive uh, as a exchange, our sin for his righteousness. And so it's because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Um, and so that is the emphasis of the message, that it's not by your works, but by the forgiveness now, when this message is preached, Paul says he's not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is God's power working unto salvation. So the message in itself is God's power, and it carries God power, God's power to bring salvation. Now, you can see this in, um, in Acts. Let me just find it. Acts is before Romans. Acts 10, verse 43 and 44, he says... To him all the prophets testify, bearing witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all who were listening to the message. Okay, so um, this is Peter, Peter preaching the gospel to Cornelius and his household, and he preaches the whole thing. Uh, you, can read, you can read that part, but, but as he gets to the part where he says, all the prophets testify um, that everyone who believes in him receives the forgiveness of sins, um, the Holy Spirit is poured out. So it could be while he was preaching the whole thing, but the whole thing was about the life of Jesus and what he did and in the forgiveness of sins. But as he was preaching the forgiveness of sins, the Holy Spirit is poured out. And um, the Holy Spirit is the presence and the power of God. So when the message of forgiveness is preached, there is power released. But also we start to experience the influence of the Holy Spirit. So if you have questions like, if we believe forgiveness, does it mean we're just going to sin? Romans 6 says the opposite. How can we who have died to sin 
uh, live in sin any longer. And then also, you can see when forgiveness is preached, the Holy Spirit is poured out. And when the influence of the Holy Spirit is there, He's not going to lead you into sin. He's going to lead you into a life of glory, a life of light, a life of miracles. So those are the things that become possible for you because you come under a different um, influence. You come under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So now you are not thinking according to a legalistic mindset of judgment and condemnation uh, and trying to not sin and, and being aware of that, suddenly when the word of forgiveness comes, now you don't rely on yourself to fight sin, but you just come under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So you were thinking in, in, in sort of how do I say it, one, like you had a certain parameters to your thinking uh, because the veil of the law was there. You know, 2 Corinthians 3, when the, uh, the law is read, a veil lies on their hearts and minds. So suddenly, you, uh, when the law is there, it's like you're not fully seeing the glory of God. So now you're aware of, you know, lower reality. You're aware of judgment. You're aware of sin. And because of that, there is sinful desire stirred up. And it's like you try to fight your own desires. But when the word of forgiveness comes, it's like your awareness goes from the flesh to the spirit, the flesh meaning the sin, but also the dependence on self. So suddenly your dependence goes from depending on myself to depending on Jesus. So now suddenly my awareness is, whoa, wow, the cross of Jesus. Oh, wow, um, the glory of God, the holiness of Jesus. And it's interesting, um, what we are aware of is the influence that we experience in our soul. Like Jared preached a lot about spirit, soul, and body. So if your soul um, is aware of spirit, about, of the glory realm of God, the, your identity in Christ, and you're beholding the face of Jesus, um, the influence that you experience is the Holy Spirit. But if your soul is aware of everything in the natural, the lower way of thinking, judgment and condemnation, you experience that influence. So even though uh, your spirit man is washed in the blood, you are forever completely cleansed and perfected, um, what we experience in our souls and bodies is directly connected to the message that we're hearing. Do we know that we are forgiven? Because if I know that I'm forgiven, I'm experiencing the influence of the Holy Spirit and I'm experiencing my um, true identity. Now, um, forgiveness actually removes the source of death from our lives. So um, death came into the world through Adam, and I'm actually going to go to 1 Corinthians 15 for this. Let me just find it here. 1 Corinthians 15, verse um, 54, it says, And when this perishable puts on the imperishable, and that that was capable of dying, puts on freedom from death, then shall be fulfilled what the scripture says, death is swallowed up in un and unto victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? I'm going to go to the King James for this. Um, the sting of death is sin. Okay, so what death uses to minister death to you is sin. But it says, and the strength of sin is the law. Now, you can connect that with, um, let me just find it here, Romans 7, verse 8. 
the strength of sin is the law. It says in verse 8 of Romans 7, But sin, finding opportunity in the commandment to express itself, got a hold on me and aroused and stimulated all kinds of forbidden desires. Um, for without the law, sin is dead. Okay. So sin uses the law. So the law brings an awareness of the thing and puts the dependency on you to not do it. Where grace brings an awareness of Christ and you do that. Um, Jared one time told me, explained it to me like this. He said, it's like throwing, you know, if you have a dog and it's eating a bone. <laughs> to try to get that bone from the dog is going to be really difficult if you try to, you know, try to grab it and to pull it because the dog is just going to pull back. But if you throw it a nice juicy piece of steak, suddenly the dog loses the appetite for the bone because suddenly there is something better. And that's what forgiveness is. That is what um, walking according to the Spirit does. Is it, uh, It's like eating that steak. Suddenly the things that used to be appetizing, just you just forget about it. It's like you just, you just lose awareness of it. You become aware of the better thing, the thing that will nourish you and give you life. And so when we hear the word of forgiveness, it does that. But the law puts our awareness on that little bone. <laughs> and, and so you're stuck with that. But when, when you hear the gospel, suddenly you see in the spirit, you see what um, God has for you. So let's go back um, to 1 Corinthians 15. It says here, let me just see here. Time. Okay. So, um, in Corinthians 15, it says, Now sin is the sting of death, and sin exercises its power upon the soul through the abuse of the law. Uh, verse 57, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory, making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. So what it says here is that it asks, O death, where is your victory? Okay, and it goes on and says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory, which means Jesus conquered the power of death on the cross. And so when we hear and believe what he did, and we are influenced by that truth, the truth of the forgiveness of sins, what happens is death is subdued because the thing that ministers death to you, which is sin, is dealt with by the blood of Jesus. And also the law is completely dealt with on the cross. Jesus nailed the notes Note with the legal decrees and demands which stood against us um, to the cross. So anything that could have disqualified us uh, was nailed to the cross. And that does speak about um, the law of Moses, which was the contract God had with Israel. But that contract excluded the Gentiles. So in that sense also disqualified us. But then also it speaks about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Anything that could disqualify us, any note of um, legally written decrees and demands which stood against us was nailed to the cross. And so the law is dealt with and sin is dealt with and we are bought with a price and now we can reign over death. Now, uh, there is the manifestation of death, so which is sickness. It is uh, any, anything in our emotions which isn't life. Um, Jesus gives us the power to reign over it. Not by us trying in our own strength to reign over it. We... Hear the word of forgiveness. We labor to enter the rest, Hebrews 4. We labor to hear the gospel. We pray in the spirit. We do things, but not to try to earn our righteousness. We do those things to get the truth of who Jesus is and what he did in our hearts 
Um, so we expose ourselves to the truth. So there is an active role that we have, but it is knowing, it is exposing us to the truth of the forgiveness of sins. So that's why um, this message is so powerful. So now if we go to Romans 7. Let me find it here. Romans 7 verse 8. It says, but sin, and I already, I already read that. I mean Romans 5 verse 17. Let me find it here. Uh, it says, for if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace and the free gift of righteousness reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Okay, so um, because of Adam's sin, death reigned. But then it says, if we receive the gift of righteousness, which is the forgiveness, and we receive the overflowing grace, which is the influence of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, which is released through the preaching of forgiveness, Acts 10, um, suddenly it says we reign as kings in life. So the reigning comes from fellowship with the person Christ, which is the overflowing grace, but it also comes from the revelation of righteousness, which brings that fellowship. Okay, so again, death is subdued. Now, um, forgiveness has substance behind it. What do I mean when I say that? Um, God doesn't just say, oh, I'm just going to ignore your sin and not think about it, but it's still there, but we're just going to make as if it didn't happen. That's not what God did with us. What God did is he righteously punished sin in the body of Jesus. So the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross is the forgiveness of our sins. So, and then God can declare the forgiveness over us. He can say, you are forgiven and speak that message to us. But the substance behind the forgiveness is the blood of Jesus and the price that was paid. So God didn't just forgive our sins. He punished our sins already. So uh, if after it's been punished, God would be unjust in punishing it again. Okay, if we've received that sacrifice. So, um, if we go to Isaiah 53. Um, these, these things are things that you might have heard before, but it's always good to just listen to it as if you haven't heard it before. Marnes um, Nal in Poch explains it like this. It's not like... Um, it's not like, eat, like studying something for university. You know, you get intellectual knowledge. Now I know my sins are forgiven and I go on with my life. No, it is like eating. It is like feasting. Um, so when you hear the message, you can listen to the same message a hundred times. But if you listen to it as if you've never heard it, and you listen to it as, as if the, the message in itself is bread, because it is, it's life. Uh, it ministers life to you. Then every time you can receive um, life from him, from it. So it's not like um, studying a message and now I know the, the, the letter of grace. It is about knowing the person of grace, knowing Jesus. And Jesus is in the words, in the message of the gospel when we preach it under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So Isaiah 53, it says, Surely he has borne our, our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. So that means there is no 
legal reason for sorrows and pains to be in our lives because Jesus paid for it on the cross. It says, yet when we considered him stricken, smitten, oh, yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. Um, the chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him, which means he took the punishment so that we can have peace. Um, and with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Okay, so he took the punishment so that we can have peace. It's sort of like if you, I don't know, threw a ball through the window when you were a kid and your parents weren't home yet. You know, that expectation of judgment. <laughs> um, Jesus, you know, that, that dreadful feeling um, which sometimes accompanies sin and different things like that. That feeling, Jesus Jesus took it so that we wouldn't need to feel that, so that we can know we have peace um, with God, Romans 5, uh, which says, um, therefore, having been justified through faith, let me see it, Romans 5, verse 1, therefore, since we are justified and given a right, acquitted, declare righteous, and given a right standing with God through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah the anointed one. Okay, so we need to grasp the fact that we have peace, which means there's no accusation, no reason um, for judgment. When Jesus judges us, judges us righteous according to his blood. Ephesians 1, let me find that here, says, Galatians, okay. Um, Ephesians 1 verse 7 it says in whom we have redemption deliverance and salvation through his blood the remission forgiveness of our offenses shortcomings and trespasses in accordance with the riches and the generosity of his gracious favor okay so it says we have redemption through his blood so the substance behind the redemption um, being bought out of the dominion of darkness being brought out of the judgment and the law um, placed into Christ, sorry, um, is the blood of Jesus. That's the thing that, that bought us and, and gave us a new life. So it's the substance behind the forgiveness. Now, if we go to Hebrews 10. Um, Hebrews is a powerful book. Um, Herod did a whole series about the book of Hebrews. I like to tell people about it. It's on YouTube because <coughs> sorry, um, because it really um, gives a clear picture uh, on the distinction between law and grace and how the old has passed away and the new has come. So it's really a powerful, powerful series on YouTube. If you look for it. Yeah, the Hebrews series. Okay, so... Hebrews 10 says, and in accordance with this will of God, we have been made holy through the offering made once for all of the body of Jesus Christ. So you need to see this. Um, it says we have been made holy. So we receive a holy identity, a holy nature. 
um, how did we receive it? it? We received it through the offering made once for all of the body of Jesus Christ. So we receive holiness as a gift that is given to us through the forgiveness of sins. Okay, so, but it's through the sacrifice. It's a single offering. If you go to Hebrews 10 verse 14, it says, For by a single offering he has forever completely cleansed and perfected those who are consecrated and made holy. Again, you have received this cleansing on the cross. And so, in spirit, you are born again. You are clean when God looks at you. If you experience a manifestation of anything else of sin in your soul and your body, so sin and sickness, uh, we just need to take this truth and believe it, and then that will influence us, and we will experience that freedom of being forever completely cleansed on the cross, uh, those who are consecrated and made holy. Okay, so um, verse 17, he says, I have water. Um, in verse 17, he says, he then goes on to say, and their sins and their law-breaking I will remember no more. Now, where there is absolute remission, forgiveness, and the cancellation of the penalty of these sins and law-breaking, there is no longer any offering made to atone for sin. Therefore, brethren, since we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the Holy of Holies by the power and virtue in the blood of Jesus, by this fresh, new, and living way which He initiated, dedicated, and opened for us through the separating curtain, <coughs> the veil of the Holy of Holies, that is through His flesh. So again, the body of Jesus broken, the blood of Jesus shed for us, gives us access into the holy of holies it gives us access into the presence of god so when we hear the word of forgiveness that veil is that sorry that veil is removed and we receive access into the holy of holies we have access into the very presence of god so we have this jesus opened this way for us to enter in and that way is the cross of jesus and when we hear that word, the veil is removed, and we experience fellowship yeah, with the Holy Spirit. Sorry about that. Okay, so um, lastly, the way I can explain this is, imagine you grew up in a room, like a small room, like your bedroom, and that is all you knew for your whole life, like 20 years or 30 years, and somehow you, you were able to live without food. I don't know exactly how that works, but imagine you're in a room like that. And that is all you knew for your whole life. And this is, you think all you can have is what is in that room. So that is your limitation. So you experience certain limitations because of the belief system that says that there is all there is to life in this room. But now someone comes and opens the door and shows you, oh, there's a house. <laughs> and you start to move around in the house. And someone opens the door and you start moving around in the yard. And someone opens the doors and buys you a plane ticket and you fly. You fly around, you see how big the world is. Suddenly, the limitations that you had because you were in that room um, sort of become null and void. They, they're not limitations to you anymore because you've received a higher truth. And that door was open. Now... 
The door has been opened for us. Sometimes we sit in that room as if the door is not open, and we think that's all we can have. But that revelation needs to come to us that says, doesn't matter what I've experienced in my life up until now, when I hear a different truth, the limitations that limited me suddenly is just removed, and I step into a higher realm, a higher reality, a higher way of life. And that is what the word of forgiveness does. Your awareness might have been um, condemnation, judgment, accusation. Condemnation is also disqualifying yourself, not believing you can have everything you receive from God. Not, so it's not just feeling bad about your sin. It's also disqualifying yourself. Um, there is something like a godly sorrow too, but I'm not going to go into that. I just, but it will draw you to repentance, draw you to God. But I mean like the guilt feeling of sin. It's, it's, that is condemnation, but also disqualifying yourself. And all of that was dealt with on the cross. So now we can have access to who Jesus is and what he has for us. So forgiveness suddenly removes the veil and you, you, you realize like, wow, this life I knew is just, was just limited. Now I have a life of glory and I have access to the God who has no end and he lives inside of me. Suddenly you live a complete different life than you knew um, for your whole life up until now. Okay, so that is the power of forgiveness. It removes the veil. It brings you to a higher way of thinking, a higher way of life, which is exponentially greater than anything you knew uh, until you actually believed that word over your life, as a believer even. Okay, so lastly, if you haven't given your life to Jesus, I want to give you the opportunity, just, um, just pray with me. If you want this, if you want this forgiveness, just say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive all of my sins. Wash me clean with your blood and give me eternal life. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and come upon me with the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. I really, um, I really enjoyed this word. Sorry about the, the cough thing. Um, I'm fine. I'm, I'm <laughs> but um, yeah, may you be blessed. May you just have an amazing, amazing day. May you just experience the, the peace of God, the love of God. And yeah, may today just be a day of experiencing the, the forgiveness. The, may, may all condemnation just be purged from your conscience. In Jesus' name, bless you.